Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akunili and I am your therapist. In the month of August, this is August 2022, so that whenever you listen, you know when you're listening from. <laughs> August 2022, the theme for the month at Lisa Express Consult is how trauma rewrites you. How trauma rewrites you. And the first question we want to ask is, what is trauma? And how does it rewrite you? What is trauma, right? So the theme is how trauma rewrites you. That means we are going to cover what is trauma, how does it rewrite you. We're going to cover manifestations of trauma. We're going to cover how trauma affects your parenting style. We are going to have a couple of conversations around trauma. And if we want to teach, if we do decide to teach long sessions, it's going to be tiring. So what we have decided to do is have podcast series launch Monday mornings. Monday morning, 5 a.m., the podcast will be live. Friday evening, 7 p.m., there'll be an Instagram live session. So if you have any questions from this series as is going on, feel free to use the voice message attached to this podcast or better still, go to our website, www.lisaexpress.com and ask us. There's a Ask Us Anonymously form on the website. Every page of the website, you'll see the form there. And if that doesn't work for you, go on Instagram or go on Twitter, get in our DM, ask us your questions, go on that the post you have questions for and put it in the comment section whatever instagram live session you miss you can always go back and listen to it again meanwhile this is the introduction to how trauma rewrites you and so today i am talking about what is trauma and how does it rewrite you when you google trauma the first definition you will see is that trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experiences so you don't get trauma from taking ice cream I said that during reintroduction of Lisa Express because we've been in a pivot. And um, two weeks ago, we had an Instagram live session where I was reintroducing Lisa Express Consult and how we are niching down. Now we are going to be helping victims. We're going to be helping addicts and victims of abuse experience pleasurable sex any day, any time. I mean, we're going to help you experience pleasurable sex. We're going to help you recover from your trauma. We're going to help you break through an addiction if that's what you want. All right. So we were reintroducing Lisa Express and I started explaining to people what trauma is and I remembered one silly example I used is that you don't get trauma from taking ice cream man no trauma comes when you've experienced something that is distressing but not just basic distress but something that is deeply distressing something that is disturbing so let me give you an example um you travel a lot you fly a lot and then this one time you're in the air and your flight starts getting shaky, it's turbulent, and then they're telling you how it's the weather, but the storm is not clear enough for them to land, but they're also not sure which direction they're in, or there's an issue with the communications. I'm sure the more I'm adding up something to what is possibly wrong, you are getting agitated just listening to me. You are not in the situation. So imagine you have to experience that. Imagine your plane is landing and the tire goes out or something. There was this turbulent reaction, but somehow you survived. You did survive physically, but you might not have survived emotionally. It was a distressing experience that the next time you want to body flight, you will make inquiries about the state of their planes. You will make inquiries about their pilot. You're going to go check if that particular plane company, that particular aircraft company has ever had accident track records. When was the last time they had an accident? When was the last time government placed them on a ban? When was the last time they were sanctioned? Are they in court for any case? You're suddenly going to become a researcher because you had a deeply distressing experience. 
The literal meaning of trauma you will find in the Greek word when you search your Google as well. I like to use a lot of Google and dictionary translation when I'm interpreting basic things because I believe that's the first place all of us go to. I mean, if someone mentions their name, you Google them. If someone mentions their name on your social media, you search them up. If someone mentions a word you don't know the meaning, you Google it. Okay, so that's why I'll usually use the Google in definition or the literal dictionary interpretation that comes up on Google before I start going into scientific experience explanations okay the literal greek word for trauma is wound wound but i don't just have trauma because i have an injury i have a trauma because i have an injury that i possibly don't know about or an injury that i cannot resolve easily so let me explain that if you were running if you were a runner and um, your ankle snapped they could fix that you might be able to walk. But imagine you were running and um, you stepped on rusted nails and you didn't know it was rusted nails. You knew you stepped on something, it was hurtful. They took out the nail or you were able to pull out the nail, but you didn't pay attention to the fact that the rust, the remnant was in the injury or anything. And then you get a tetanus infection and you don't treat that on time. There's the possibility that they could amputate your leg. See, it has gone from just a simple injury to a deeply distressing experience what would happen if they don't amputate that leg and you heal is that every time you see a child running you're going to jump every time you're running and you see even if a stone you are going to hold yourself back you're going to be shaky you're going to be conscious because you're going to remember the last time you were in that situation what that situation has successfully done is that it has successfully traumatized you I'm using simple experiences. I'm trying not to go too emotional because when it comes to emotional hurts, many times we don't pay attention because we can't see it. And that's what makes emotional wounds more hurtful. That's what makes soul wounds more hurtful because people can't see them. So you can't tell people, oh, hold me gently. If my ankle snaps, for example, and I have a bandage on my leg, there's a way you will rough handle me and I'll be like, be careful, my leg. There's a way you walk around me like, be careful, my leg. There's a way I'm moving that tells you, oh, her leg is hurting. But when my heart is hurting, where do I put the bandage? How do I tell you to be careful with my heart? How do I tell you to be careful with my person? How do I tell you I'm fragile? How do I tell you I've been through six breakups and I'm afraid this could be the seventh one? How do I explain to someone, especially when people ask stupid questions like, when do you want to have a child? How do you tell them that you were pregnant, but then there was a miscarriage? How do you tell them that the reason you are afraid of men is that a man hurt you? How do you tell them it's because you have a daddy wound? How do you tell someone that you are careful of moms? You're careful to become a mom because you have mother wounds and you're not sure you're going to make a good mother yourself. How do you explain those kind of things to people those are emotional wounds those are soul wounds we can't point fingers at them so when it comes to trauma trauma happens by events specific events there are some of you right now that if i was to talk to you one-on-one -on -one and i asked you what's the one crazy thing that happened to you in primary school some of you will still remember you remember the day someone bullied you and how that bullying changed your life You'll remember how you felt when they called you that your mom died or how they call you that your dad died. I remember how it felt when they called me that my dad died. I mean, I had spoken to my dad on Monday. I was working on the client's project. I'm like, oh, I'll call you back. But then I had a technical glitch and the whole document I had worked on deleted, got deleted mistakenly. So my dad called me. I was like, oh, this happened. I'm working on a research paper for a client. The client is going for a presentation in the US, so I need to finish this. How about I call you tomorrow? And I didn't finish tomorrow. I finished on Wednesday. So I decided to take myself out. I went to ShopRite, treated myself, had fun, came back home, cut my hair. As I was coming out of the barbing shop, 
I remember that I was supposed to call my dad, but I've exhausted my airtime. So how about I'll call him later in the evening? Later in the evening, my younger brother calls me and I'm like, Hey, nigga, what's up? I didn't say I won't call you. And he goes, they've not told you. As he said, they've not told you. I just knew my father was dead. And in that instance, one part of my body was numb. The other part was vibrating. I called my friend who was a grief therapist. The benefit of being a therapist is that you have a network of therapists, of experts like you in other areas of specialization. So I called my friend who was a grief therapist. And I think it is... Permit me to say it's improper in 2022 to not have one friend who is in the health sector, whether they're a therapist or they're medical doctors. I think it's improper. There's a lot going on around our lives and around our health for you to be unguarded health-wise. So I called this person and I said, oh, this is what happened. And he said to me, leave your house now. Go stay with a friend. That was a traumatic experience because I had just called my dad two days ago. We're having fun. I was supposed to call my dad. See, guilt is going to come in. Oh, if I had just called him, maybe he would have stayed alive. If I'd remember to call him in the morning, at least I would have spoken to him before he died. All of those questions could come to mind. And so the next time I get in a relationship, there is a possibility that I'm going to be holding on to this person so tight and calling them multiple times a day because I'm trying to make sure that I have said everything I need to say to them. You know why? I'm dealing with trauma. And I remembered, I said to people, many of the people who were giving condolence visits, I said, my only consolation when my dad died was that there was no word I had left unsaid. There was absolutely nothing I had to tell my dad I hadn't told him when he was alive. There was no love left to be shared. There was no fight left to be fought. I and my dad fought. We loved. We were harsh. We were strong. We were playful. We were everything together. And so when he died, I wasn't experiencing guilt as much. But let's pretend there was guilt. Let's assume I was in a bad place with my dad. What do you think that would do to me? See, that was a traumatic experience. Loss, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child. Couples who have lost a child will tell you, if they will be honest, that even their sex life became messy. As a matter of fact, parents who have other kids but lost a particular kid have a tendency to neglect the kids, the children who are alive, to mourn the one that is dead. And the average person will look at them and wonder, are you crazy? Yes, they are crazy. They are crazy in pain. They are crazy in hurt. They are dealing with a trauma and trauma has the capacity to rewrite them. It has the capacity to change their perspective. It has the capacity to change their frame of reference. Other kinds of trauma come from multiple events. For example, serial abuse. You live with a stepdad who is sexually abusive. You work for a boss, who, a boss who is verbally abusive, a boss who is sexually harassing. You live with a family member who has been hurting you, domestic violence. You're married to someone who abuses you domestically, physically, someone who abuses you verbally, someone who is constantly body shaming you, someone who is constantly putting you down. You are in an environment where there is war, for example. Let's say you've been in a region where there's been war for over three months over six months you live in an environment that is unsafe people get kidnapped people get missing people die for no reason people get shot there's high crime rate you will be traumatized and you know what's worse about this kind of trauma is that every time you convince yourself that you will heal another version of it comes to remind you that hi we are in a trauma phase and so serial traumas are even worse because when it comes to traumas that are tied to events, when we put the event in perspective. So for example, I have a client who was raped once by a stranger or we have someone who was raped by a classmate 
or someone who was raped by an opportunist. When we put the situation in perspective and help them understand that, oh, they didn't rape you because you were worthy of rape. This person raped you because they had a problem. This person raped you because they had an opportunity. This person raped you because you were possibly ignorant. This person raped you because they had more power over you. This person raped you at gunpoint. This person raped you under this condition. And it was just a one-time event. The moment they can put the event in perspective, the moment you can understand that, oh, my child didn't die because... I was a terrible parent. They died because they had a health condition. They died because there was nothing I really could have done. I had put in all the money. I had done everything I could do. The moment you understand that, oh, this relationship ended, not because I was a bad partner, but because I and this person couldn't make it work. Because this person was abusive. This person this person didn't understand that I could not stand this narcissism. The moment you can put the event, especially if it's a one-time thing, when you can put the event in perspective, you are usually more poised to heal. You are more poised positioned. I think that's the correct word. You are more positioned in the direction of healing because now you can see the event for what it truly is. I call it searching for the facts. The moment you can see the facts, then you are more positioned for healing. However, when it's multiple events, that is a bit tough. Let's be honest because the way your mind processes information is every new information you get your brain literally goes through an archive of all the other information you have and he begins to find similarities this looks like this looks like this looks like this sounds like this was like this it looks for similarities and then it pairs them together that's why you can go to biology class and they will teach you reproduction and then when you go to agri class and they're teaching you reproduction you're not confused you don't have to learn reproduction all over again your brain just picks the information and combines it together it integrates the information and makes it more usable do you understand? That's why you can transfer knowledge. That's why you don't learn to drive a car multiple times. You don't learn to drive a manual and then learn to drive an automatic. Oh, because you learned with a Toyota Corolla, when you get into a Ford, you won't be able to move it. That's not necessarily true. Your brain does that by what is called generalization. Generalization is when your brain looks for information that's similar and just groups them together. That's why when people say things like all men, all men, that's their brain looking for a way to simplify the information about men because they obviously haven't met all men, but they need to make a decision about men. So what your brain does is it infers the answer by simply generalizing the information it has. So imagine that the first encounter you had with grief was that you lost a family member and then while you're trying to recover from that grief, you lose another person or you head off for someone else who died. Then you possibly lost your pet. Then there's crime rates increase in your neighborhood and people are getting shot. Over a period of time, you're going to be so traumatized that you possibly won't be able to go out. You possibly won't be able to sleep alone. That's because it's serious. There are series of information to validate your fear. There are multiple contact points that validate and solidify that perspective. A man cheats on you and they are like, oh, I'm not going to date again. Then one more time, it's okay, let me try. And then this next person cheats on you and then the third person cheats on you and the first person cheats on you. What happens is over a period of time, you tell yourself that it's because you are a person what's been cheated on. And if that's what you think, you will be right in a way because that's what your brain thinks. Your brain looks at all the information it has. Four people has cheated on her. She has to be someone that says, that's how you're processing that information. Those numbers are solidifying that perspective. If you've been abused multiple times, so I got sexually harassed multiple times as a child, as a child and as a teenager. And one of the things I noticed that happened to me as I grew older, I came into what people call super teens between say 17 to 19. As I became a super teen, one of the things I noticed was that 
I expected people to sexually harass me. Yes. I would come around a man I don't like and a part of me would just expect him to make a move. And so when I walked into a room, I would look for where there's a stool. If there is there a knife around? Is there a bottle? I'm looking for objects in case I have to defend myself. I was constantly on guard. When I get to how trauma manifests, you will see some of those points. So like I've said, trauma can be an event or it can be a series of events. Events such as near-death experiences, a breakup, loss, death of a loved one, loss of a job, multiple abuses, serial abuses, um, war, natural disasters, all of those things can traumatize us and other things as well. Trauma can have physical dimensions. When you try to massage a person who has been abused, especially people who have been victims of physical violence, people who have been victims of domestic violence, when you try to give them a massage, there's a way they stiffen up. There's so much fear in their muscles that when you come around them, they are always shaky. Their being shaky might come off as aggressive, but it's because they're trying to defend themselves. So do not for one day assume that trauma is just emotional. Trauma is physical. Some somatic researches have shown that people who have been victims of um, penetration during abuse, during sexual abuse and sexual violence, that they tend to have their vaginal walls stiff. The muscles in the vaginal walls are tensed so much that every time they have penetrative sex, they close up. They close up so hard that they end up bruised during sex. They close up that they don't enjoy sex. They don't lubricate well because their muscles have memory of the trauma. Their muscles have memory of the pain. Like I always say, your body is a storyteller. Your body retains your story. That's why anthropologists can dig out bones, bones from 500 years ago, and they can almost piece the story of the person's life together. When I began to notice that I was amazed that people's bones, not even their muscles anymore, not even their flesh, their bones could tell their stories. So imagine how much your muscles can tell us. The first few times I went to salsa class, I remembered my salsa teacher insisting on relax, relax. You don't have to be in charge. The fact that I'm always in charge in day-to-day -day life showed in my salsa class. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't let go. It was hard for me. It was hard at the beginning of my salsa lessons to let go. And that's something I think I should go back to salsa because it helped me learn that, oh, okay, as much as you think you are no longer controlling you still are controlling because you won't even let a man lead you on a dance floor. It's just a dance floor for God's sake. It's not going to cost you your business. It's not going to cost you your relationship status. It's just a dance. That's to tell you your body has memories. Your body holds stories. We'll talk about this better in the body series. Yes, there should be a month dedicated to body. If I'm not wrong, it should be next month. Okay. Um, trauma is also social. Trauma manifests socially. The tendency to want to withdraw from other people, to want to be with yourself. And that's why as a parent, you also have to be careful. You have a child who was outgoing and all of a sudden they are shut down. Or you had a child who was shut down and all of a sudden they are outgoing. You might need to find out what has happened to them. Did something happen? Because sometimes people are energetic and people are extroverted and we think extroversion is good. Sometimes extroversion is just people deflecting their problems. That people are very extroverted and they are very active and they are very agile and they run the room does not mean that they are the best person. Sometimes it just means they know how to deflect and they are good at it. So you want to pay attention if you're a parent. Um, also, like I already said, trauma can affect you emotionally. You can experience primary trauma. 
primary trauma so today i'm doing an introduction i would make sure the rest of it happens on instagram live on friday primary trauma can be directly primary trauma happens directly so someone raped you you lost a parent you were the victim of an abuse you were kidnapped you were the victim of war you were a soldier at war you are the wife of someone who died at war those are direct experiences you lost a child. Those are direct experiences. However, there are also what I would like to call secondary trauma. These are traumas you absorb from other people. So your best friend loses her partner. Your best friend is very close to you. And so you understand how much they love their partner. And so when they lose their partner, you feel the pain. You feel the overflow of their pain. This is what happens to family members, extended family members. Your uncle loses a child and everybody's weeping and you're wondering why they are weeping. It's an absorbed trauma. It's an extended trauma. It's secondary trauma. Because they are connected to the person the trauma happened to, they can feel it. You are a mom and your child gets raped. You're not the one who got raped, but you can feel the trauma because you love your child. That trauma rose upon you. You are a child. You watched your mom in a domestically abusive relationship. Her trauma runs upon you. You absorb her trauma and then you make a decision and say, oh, I will never get married heart trauma has affected your life and so what you are experiencing is what i call a secondary trauma you were not the person it happened to but you absorbed it from the person it happened to and sometimes secondary trauma isn't just with the people we know sometimes secondary traumas are aggregates of communal traumas let me explain mrs a's husband used to beat her mrs b's husband doesn't like to provide mrs c's husband yes husband abuses her stepdaughter mrs d's husband i'm using that particular example i'm trying to make an example mrs d's husband is very nice and he's very caring but he's he can be pretty lackadaisical about the children's academics see what has happened is from watching four different women you have made up your mind that men are useless the men you know are just those four men. But you've concluded about three million men in your country are useless. You've concluded that the how many billion men on the planet are useless just by watching four people. So what has happened is you have absorbed an aggregate of their traumas and then you've made a decision from it. Or you watched a woman lose a child and then you watched another woman lose a husband. Or you watched a child get abused and then you watched a relationship fall apart. And you're like, you know what? I'm not doing relationships. I really can't. Or you watched your friend get hurt by her best friend, get hurt by another friend. Then you watch a colleague snitch on someone. Then you watched your boss fire someone for no reason. And you're like, human relationships are just complicated. I am not interested. What has happened is you have picked up on the hurts of multiple people and then you've combined it and made it a point of view for yourself. And so what I want you to look at today is what traumas are you experiencing? Where do they come from? How is it that you feel this way all right i am going to continue what is trauma and how does it rewrite you on friday 7 p.m on instagram this has gone on for quite a while and i don't want you to be too lengthy so don't forget to join me on instagram 7 p.m all you need to do is search for lisa express consult or search for aliza express c l-i-z-a-e-x-p-r-e-s-s-c lisa express c on instagram go to our website at www.lisaexpress.com and you will get access you You'll be able to find the direct link if you can't remember the name of the Instagram page. But it's just Lisa Express. Just search Lisa Express. I promise you will fill your Google page. Okay? Until Friday. Yeah? Where we'll continue this series. How trauma rewrites you. What is trauma? 
and how does it rewrite you? Bye.